You're listening to a message from Christian Life Ministries in Coventry, a dynamic, growing church in the heart of the nation. We pray that God will speak to you through this word and impact your life for His glory. Jesus, we declare there is nobody who comes even close in comparison to you. You are greater, you are more glorious, you are the King of Kings, you are the Lord of all lords. Your blood, Jesus is more powerful than anything that might have stained our lives. Jesus, we honor you and adore you. We give you glory and thanks. And now as we turn to your word, King Jesus, we ask that by your spirit, you'd take your words and you'd make them real to us. They'd make sense to us and they'd speak right into our lives. And so we welcome you now, King Jesus. Amen. Well, please do take your seats here in the room. If you're standing at home, then also do feel free to uh, take a seat. And a good morning from me. I'm Esther. I'm one of the pastors here. And I just want to say it has been so good these last uh, 21 days to be praying with you. We've had some precious times of prayer on Zoom Who knew that was going to happen? That would actually be a thing. We have sought the Lord together on Zoom. We have encountered His presence together on Zoom. And so I just want to thank you for all of you who've joined with us and connected. It has been precious pursuing God with you in these days. And this last week, we've had a focus which has been kingdom come, echoing the prayer that Jesus taught us. Let your kingdom come and let your will be done. We've been praying into the different spheres of our city, different areas of our city and nation for God's kingdom to come, for his rule and reign, for the love of Jesus, the grace, the salvation of Jesus, for his ways, his justice, his healing. And today's verse, if you've been following the verses through the 21 days, comes from Isaiah 9 verse 7. We often visit it around Christmas because it's a prophetic word of Jesus that says, of the increase of his government and peace, there will be no end. He will sit on David's throne and over his kingdom, upholding it with justice and righteousness from that time on and forever. Here's the encouragement for us that his kingdom is going to keep increasing. Of the increase of his government and peace, there will be no end. And so today, I want to bring us to the prayer of Jabez. We visited it 12 months ago because this is the prayer of a kingdom bringer. And if you want a title today, it's Enlarge My Territory. Because my desire is that as we come to the end of this 21 days of prayer, as we push into the year out of the intensity of a time of prayer and fasting, that perhaps this prayer of Jabez, in all its simplicity, might nurture in us and help us to maintain the intentionality of pursuing the kingdom of God, both in our prayer and in our lives. So let's read it together. We find this prayer in 1 Chronicles chapter 4, simply two verses, 9 and 10, and we're going to read them. It says this, Jabez was more honorable than his brothers. His mother had named him Jabez, saying, I gave birth to him in pain. Jabez cried out to the God of Israel, Oh, that you would bless me and enlarge my territory. Let your hand be with me and keep me from harm so that I will be free from pain. And God granted his request. Well, this is 
God's Word. Let me just give us a little bit of context to help us make sense. This is all that we get told about Jabez, just these two little verses. And these words come in the middle of some very long lists of names. They were probably written by someone called Ezra, who was a teacher of the law. And he was recording the family lines of God's people, focusing here on Judah, one of the tribes. It's not clear exactly in what era Jabez lived, but he belonged to the tribe of Judah. The important thing for us to understand here is that God's people had been led and instructed to inhabit a land, to take territory, to establish God's kingdom in a physical and in a geographical way. And it went fairly well for a time. They did okay at establishing God's kingdom. But unfortunately, for them to do that, it required them to live God's way, to be a distinct people. And it began to go pretty badly then because the people began to reject and ignore and to disobey God. And in the end, it resulted in the people being exiled, carried off by other nations into captivity. That's a lot of the story of the Old Testament. It's what's going on. But Judah was the tribe that survived in the land the longest. And they're also the tribe that returned to the land after captivity, when most of the other tribes were lost in the kingdom of Assyria. So Judah is important because they had the best attempt at being kingdom bringers at inhabiting the land that had been allotted to them. And right in the middle of the tribe of Judah, we get introduced to this guy, Jabez. It's a fairly abrupt entrance into the text. No further introduction or explanation. Suggests that maybe at the time of writing, he was already well known. He'd become somewhat famous. In fact, it seems even a town had been named after him. And that gets a mention in 1 Chronicles 2, 55. So kids, while I'm talking today, I wonder if you could draw for me a picture of Jabez. We don't get told anything about what he looks like, so you're going to have to use your imagination. Uh, You can make him tall or short or fat or thin, however you think he would have looked. But it would be great if you could include his name, Jabez, which meant pain on something about him. So here we are in the prayer of Jabez. We've got the prayer of a kingdom bringer. He understood that God's people were called to inhabit and to take possession of territory, to live a certain way, and then to bring the godly influence of living that way into the land. It was a land that had been given by God, but still needed to be taken and inhabited. The land was, if you like, waiting for the God influence of God's people to be brought to bear, to be spread, to fill the whole land. And so when Jabez prays, enlarge my territory, this is not a selfish prayer. He's not praying for more for me. He's, He's saying, let me inhabit more. Let me influence more. Let me bring the kingdom more. Now, it might have meant for him more conflict with the Canaanites who lived there. It would certainly have meant more responsibility, more work. But this was his prayer, enlarge my territory. So here this morning, five simple, brief points from these two verses that I think can help us as kingdom bringers, who are also called to enlarge our territory, to let our God influence, or the God influence in our lives, spread out further and have a wider reach. So firstly then today, enlarging your territory is not determined 
by your beginnings. Let me say that again. Enlarging your territory is not determined by your beginnings. From this briefest of biographies that we get about Jabez, we learn that it was not a great start for Jabez. Probably you picked that up from those verses. His mother named him pain, sorrow, some versions translate it as. The footnote of the Bible, it says that Jabez sounds like the Hebrew for pain. And it says, his mother said, I gave birth to him in pain. Now, I know there's mothers listening today. You're thinking, well, how come every child has not been called Jabez? Because surely every child has been brought to birth in pain. But I think the point here is that this was a particularly painful birth. His mother clearly survived the birth to name him But obviously, it had been such a difficult experience that she felt the need to record it and to record it by naming him Pain. What a terrible name to be given. I don't know if you can imagine. He had brothers. Imagine them being called for dinner. Caleb, Joshua, Pain. I mean, what a terrible, terrible name. I can't imagine what this naming and the accompanying experience must have done to him and even to his relationship with his mother. Because every time his name was spoken, it would have reminded her of the pain, of the trauma, of a difficult birth. An unfortunate name, perhaps I suggest a strained relationship with his mother. This was not a great beginning. This is not what you would be wanting. But enlarging your territory is not defined by your beginning. It's not defined by your background. It's not defined by your name. It's not defined by your relationship with your parents or how that went. And Jabez is testimony to this. It's echoed in the words of Paul in 1 Corinthians when he says, God chose the foolish things of the world to shame the wise. God chose the weak things of the world to shame the strong. He chose the lowly things and the despised things and the things that are not to nullify the things that are so that no one may boast before him. Friends, enlarging your territory is not defined by your beginnings. It is what Christ makes of us that makes the difference. Recently, I've been reading the autobiography of the German evangelist Reinhard Bonnke. His beginnings were very interesting. He fled Germany at the end of the Second World War as a small boy with his mother and five siblings. They then spent five years in a refugee camp in Copenhagen, separated from his father. He was the fifth of five boys. He was the least engaged in education. He was the naughtiest of all the brothers. He would often be in trouble with his mother. He writes that he often felt he was a nuisance and unwelcome in his family. In fact, he writes about the time when he was filled with the Spirit as a young boy of 10 or 11, and he was amazed that the Holy Spirit would fill someone like him. Interestingly, though, he was utterly captivated, and shortly afterwards, as an 11-year-old, went to preach on a street corner in his town. He preached a simple invitation to receive Jesus, having sung a song and gathered a crowd. And he writes in his book, to my amazement, one man knelt and prayed the sinner's prayer with me right on the street. I raced home as fast as my legs would carry me, bursting into the living room, crying, it works, it works. 
He went on to preach in many of the nations of Africa and has led over 78 million people to Christ. An extraordinary ministry, an extraordinary enlarging of territory, and a powerful example that enlarging our territory is not defined by our beginnings. Secondly today, enlarging your territory follows being blessed. Now, Jabez begins by praying, oh, that you would bless me. Oh, that you would bless me. It says he went to the God of Israel and said, oh, that you would bless me. Now, we don't know at what point things began to turn around for Jabez. We don't get told any of that. But what we do see in his prayer is that he chose not to pursue uh, trying to work out getting approval from siblings or from parents, but he went Rather than seeking fame or wealth or comfort or earthly blessings, he went to the God of Israel and said, oh, that you would bless me. Oh, that you would give me the blessings that come from God alone, the things that are in your hand. He wasn't seeking the temporary earthly blessings, but eternal blessings that come from God. The great preacher Spurgeon, he said this, that true blessings are those that come from the cross, that come by the Spirit, He said, whatever leads you to God is blessing. Wise words. You know, it's a good prayer to ask God to bless you, to pour out into our lives more of the goodness that is found in him. And God loves to bless. He wants to bless you. But as with Abraham of old, God blesses that we might also bless others, that we receive from him, and then the plan is that what would follow would be an enlarging of our territory as we bless others, that the blessing influence of God might first be received by us, but then overflow and spread out to others beyond our lives. You may be familiar with Paul's words from Colossians. He says, he brought us from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of the Son whom he loves. You see, the truth is, friends, that we have been blessed. We've been rescued, we've been saved from the kingdom of darkness. How will it not follow that having been blessed in such a way, we would not want to so stretch the boundaries of the kingdom of this son so that others might also be rescued, so that others might also come in. See, enlarging our territory follows being blessed. It's a natural progression. Oh Lord, that you would bless me and enlarge my territory. Let me be a conduit, blessed to be a blessing. Bless me and enlarge my territory. Enlarging your territory follows blessing. Thirdly this morning, enlarging your territory requires God's help. To enlarge territory requires dependence on God, strength beyond the strength of our own hands. You see, when when Jabez comes to God and asks that he would enlarge his territory, he knows that he's asking something beyond what he can manage himself, beyond what he can manage in his own strength. Moses, way back in Deuteronomy 33, he spoke a blessing over each one of the tribes of Israel. And over Judah, the tribe that Jabez is from, he said this, he said, with his own hands, he defends his cause. And yet here in the prayer of Jabez, We hear him calling out to God, acknowledging he wants to go beyond that, knowing that his own hands will be insufficient and asking for God's hand 
to go with him, for God's strength to be made available. He knows that for enlarging his territory, God's help is going to be needed. Are you willing to ask God to lead you into something that you could not manage in your own strength? Perhaps you find yourself there already. Will we ask him to lead us into what will require dependence on God and help from him because we won't be able to do it by ourselves? You know, the bringing of the kingdom of God requires God's hand. We cannot do it in our own strength. It's why the Israelites couldn't hold on to the land when they wouldn't walk with God. But when they would lean on him, he acted mightily for them. So Jabez prays, let your hand be with me. Enlarging your territory requires God's help. Fourthly, enlarging your territory will face opposition. And so Jabez prays, keep me from harm that I may be free from pain. He knows that as he moves forward with the intent to take territory, that there is going to be opposition and he is going to need protection. Anyone who has ever set their path to bring the kingdom of God will have found that there is opposition along the way. You know, whenever we seek to speak up at school or at work about Jesus, whenever we step out to share our faith with our neighbor, whenever we seek to bring healing or justice or any expression of God's kingdom, there will be opposition. You know, recently I was asked to pray with somebody from CLM, and they'd asked me to pray for them for boldness at work, because they'd made a decision recently to be more active in sharing their faith, and they had got on with that. And no sooner than they'd got on with it that some senior colleagues had told them that they needed to stop. You know, enlarging our territory will face opposition, and we can pray, and we should pray, keep me from harm that I may be free from pain. Paul, of course, reminds us in Ephesians chapter six that our battle is not against flesh and blood. He gives us some context to the opposition. He says it's against the rulers, the authorities, the rulers of this dark world and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. Jesus himself taught us to pray, lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. See, if we seek to be kingdom bringers, to enlarge our territory, to push the boundaries of God's influence, then there will be opposition. Don't be surprised by it. And don't give up because of it. But do pray, Lord, keep me from harm. We know we're gonna need God's protection to keep us from harm because enlarging our territory will face opposition. Fifthly, today, enlarging your territory results in favor. The text tells us that God granted him his request. That's favor. He was more honorable than his brothers. Things went well for him. It appears he had a town named after him where scribes who were pretty well-respected people lived. He was granted his request. The truth is that for Jabez, as he aligned himself to God's agenda of an expanding kingdom, initiated by the very blessing of God, dependent on God's help, calling for God's protection, God favored him and granted his request. 
You know, when we align with God's agenda in our lives, when we depend upon him, when we call out to him, he will hear and answer and we will be favored. Jesus said these words, speaking about his father. We read them in Matthew 6, 33. They may be quite well known. He said, seek first his kingdom and his righteousness and all these things will be given to you as well. These things meaning what we eat, what we wear, what we need, what we worry about. Seek first his kingdom. We can trust God to favor us when we seek first his kingdom. Last summer, uh, in the midst of all of the busyness that was going on, we had an old vehicle that was due, an MOT. You know when you drive an old vehicle, MOT time is a perilous time. Uh, The news was not good, the bill was gonna be large, the mechanic knew it needed replacing, we knew it needed replacing. Um, But with the changing demands of life in the current year, homeschooling and church now being recorded and being online, the reality was we just didn't have time to look for a car. So we made a decision that we were just gonna have to keep it, pay for it, but make sure we prioritized time before another year had gone by. We knew we wouldn't manage to sell our car to anyone else because it was not good enough for that. But we made this decision, we just need to get on with it because we don't have time. But within the space of about four days, something amazing happened. The neighbor of a family member decided that they wanted to sell their car to us for a quarter of its value in what was the most straightforward car purchase I have ever experienced. Because God is true to his word. When we align to his agenda, he takes care of us. Enlarging our territory, seeking his kingdom, it results in favor. So to summarize those five points, enlarging your territory is not defined by your beginnings. It follows being blessed. It requires God's help. It will face opposition, but it results in favor. You know, until prayer and fasting last year, I had not really engaged with this prayer of Jabez. I know there's been some uh, big publicity around it and books, but I just never engaged with it personally. But then I've been challenged to pray it provoked, if you like. But I found it really interesting in the journey through the year because I I kept coming to it and sometimes I have felt resistance in myself to praying such a prayer. Because the reality is that there's some parts of me that don't want more, that don't want more conflict, that don't want more responsibility. My flesh wants rest, it wants comfort, It wants to stay within what I think I can manage. But the challenge and the beauty of this prayer is that it aligns my heart with the heart of God for an expanding kingdom, an increase in his government, an extension of his influence and blessing, which he always does through his people. People like you and people like me and churches like us. So this year I've kept returning to it and kept praying. And I guess given that it should be no surprise that God has answered. In the autumn, I was approached and and then a couple of weeks ago appointed as the chair of trustees to the Hope Board. Hope is a charity that seeks to unite and coordinate the work of churches 
in the city of Coventry. So they can work together to bring transformation in the city through projects like Good Neighbours and Christians Against Poverty and the Winter Night Shelter When It Can Run, Healing on the Streets. They're, they're currently working with Feeding Coventry and the City Council to ensure that those who are clinically extremely vulnerable can get food delivered to their homes. It's an expression of kingdom partnership. One of CLM's core values. It'll bring some more work, it'll bring some more responsibility. Probably at some points it'll bring some more conflict. I will need the Lord's help to walk in it. I will need his protection from harm. But I'm honored that as I've prayed this prayer, the Lord has said yes. For myself and for us as CLM, he is enlarging our territory, increasing our influence. So I invite you today to consider Jabez and to make his prayer your own. I wonder if maybe through 2021, that perhaps we might bring this prayer to God again and again as we position ourselves as a church to be kingdom bringers, to be those who are seeking to enlarge our territory. And in a moment, we'll pray this prayer together. But before then, I wonder if I can cause us again to consider the King in all His majesty and beauty, King Jesus, the one who rescued you who made available all the blessings of his goodness and presence by his grace, who brought us into his kingdom, rescued us from the kingdom of darkness and invites us, invites you to be part of the bringing of his kingdom, to enlarge your territory. So I wonder here in the room and at home, let's stand to our feet and let's speak this prayer together, bring it to him. Let's say it together, oh. Oh, that you would bless me and enlarge my territory. Let your hand be with me and keep me from harm, that I will be free from pain, amen. And may the Lord grant your request.